It came in a two-word statement, which is now just begging to have a Nike campaign built around it. Quote, unquote, I'm back. The future of the NFL is over in Buffalo. That guy. They drove me crazy. And that's why I keep falling in love with the, the Buffalo Bills. AFC goes through Buffalo for 20 years, not us. It's over. Bills Mafia was good to Stevie Johnson, Mr. Why So Serious. And you now tuned in to The Lowdown with Jake Jordan. Yes, this is that show coming to you from the coolest place in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York. I am your host, Jake, a.k.a. the Northeastern Nostradamus, a.k.a. the Michael Jordan of Young Bills podcasters, but most importantly, your host of the Lowdown, only on the Buffalo Fan Base Podcast Network, the one and only official podcast network of bills mafia how you guys doing it uh it's been two weeks i didn't do a podcast episode last week because we had just got signed on to do this buffalo fan base thing and i was not quite sure where to send podcasts and stuff like that so kind of took the week off and man, do I wish I did not, because there was plenty of stuff to talk about. And we'll talk about some of the bigger things that the Buffalo Bills did, especially during this, you know, couple two week break that it's been since I have done an episode. But first, to start off with, I want to thank the Buffalo fan base, you know, higher ups, especially with Del Reed, Mookie, and Robin, all awesome people, especially giving us this chance. I, I didn't think that I was going to be a free agent for long, but that's because I have, you know, high expectations for myself. And I think that people recognize talent when they see it. And I will always push myself to get better. As all of you guys know, that's just kind of my MO. That's what I do. That's my personality to where I'm always going to push myself to get better, regardless of my situation, no matter what I'm doing, whether it's a job, school, a hobby. I'm always going to push myself to be the best when it comes to that. So definitely, I wanted to give my thanks to them because I'm not going to let them regret it, especially bringing on all my brothers like Mike and Ryan and Justice. And we've got a ton of other people. So if this is your first time tuning in and you don't know about the fan base, make sure to go check them out. The official people of Bill's Mafia, the people who started it all, are there and they are backing us and they've got complete faith in us and I cannot believe that I'm actually able to sit here and say that I am on the platform and one of the official podcast of Bill's Mafia. It's a great thing. And, you know, I, I've done a lot of things in these last couple of weeks that have made me go, huh, I've basically redone my entire studio that, of course, you guys can't see right now but if you go and look at my twitter at jake the bills fan you'll find that i did do a post where i did show off my brand new office so it's definitely something it's got a whole new vibe uh, especially with the new intro and everything i wanted it to be a fresh start i've been with other platforms now it's time to take my game up to the next step and you guys are going to be along for that journey but of course I can't start this, like, if I talk about Von Miller right now, that's like old news, but if right now I got to talk about the thing that is absolutely sweeping the NFL landscape, like Tyreek Hill was traded to the Miami Dolphins, and 
you know, I already see all the overreactions happening in the Miami Dolphins are the big spenders of this offseason. And look, I think that the Miami Dolphins, they're not doing a bad thing. Uh, I think kind of what they're doing is akin to what the New York Giants were doing when they were kind of building around Daniel Jones. They brought him weapons. They surrounded him. They handed him the keys and said, if this doesn't work, basically it's all on you because we have brought in all the talent necessary. While I don't think that, I think there's still areas that the Dolphins are lacking in, predominantly the offensive line. I know they brought in Teron Armstead, but that's still not enough to completely overhaul their offensive line, which was one of the worst in the NFL last year, mind you. But I think that, you know, they're handing two of these keys and they're saying, hey, you know, we believe in you. We brought in Mike McDaniel, somebody who was able to get stuff out of Jimmy G, who is a similar type of quarterback that Tua Tungavailoa is, and they're saying, hey, let's do this. Let's get it done. They're trying to make a run. My problem is the amount of capital that they've given up and the amount of money that they're throwing at people kind of signals to me that they're trying to just absolutely go all out, especially being in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And that's another thing that happened in the AFC that, you know, we talked about on first round by last week with Robin and Mookie. Make sure to go check that out. You can go find it on YouTube and on Twitter. If you just scroll through the Buffalo fan base, you'll see that it was last Friday. But they're basically building this. But it kind of feels like the moves that a team that's just trying to get over the hump is making. But the Dolphins aren't that team. They're a team that's been floundering for a couple of years. Now, I think bringing Tyreek Hill is automatically going to make Tua Tungavailoa better. Do I think that it's going to have a huge impact that a lot of people think like there a lot of, I see a lot of people comparing it to when Josh Allen got Stefan Diggs. Look, you cannot compare Tua Tungavailoa and Josh Allen. I understand why Dolphins fans want to do it, why they have so much faith in thinking that it's a very similar type of move, and I'm going to say it's going to help Tua improve. It's not going to absolutely make Tua a superstar quarterback because you can just look at the intangibles with Tua Tungvaluwa. It's just not there. Josh Allen had those intangibles. He just needed something to help him get over the hump. Tua does not have all of those intangibles. And like Tyreek Hill is not the kind of receiver that is going to automatically make Tua better. He is not a overall all-around great wide receiver he's got the speed his route running isn't amazing he's not absolutely making dudes look like fools just outside of his speed it's not there he's not one of those type of receivers but he is going to help to improve that is not a question do i think that the dolphins making him the highest paid wide receiver is kind of it's just kind of what they had to do I didn't even fully expect that the Kansas City Chiefs were going to let a guy like Tyreek Hill ever get out of their building, especially when you got a guy like Pat Mahomes, when if he ever does need to get bailed out, having a guy like Tyreek Hill is a great option to have. But now he doesn't have that anymore. And now this dynamic in the AFC is kind of changing, right? All these moves are going. Devontae Adams gets traded to the Raiders. The AFC West is absolutely stacked. And the Bills are kind of just trudging along. Now, when I say that, 
it's not like the Bills haven't done anything in free agency. Of course, we will talk about the moves that the Buffalo Bills have made, especially some of the ones that I think are the most important, especially the signings of Vaughn Miller, O.J. Howard, and Jameson Crowder. And then, of course, we'll talk about your Shaq Lawsons and Jordan Phillips and things of that nature. And then today, of course, as of recording, I always record these on Thursdays. Podcast goes out on Fridays. Uh, we brought back a core special teamer and all of you know his name and i i wasn't like i didn't think that they were going to bring him back but it's got to be a cheap deal taiwan jones is back uh that's another thing again the bills are just kind of they're playing it safe in free agency but they're also being really really good in free agency because they don't have a lot of holes that they have to fill and the guys that they are filling some of these holes that they had or holes that were opening before they could even get fully open, the Bills said, no, we're, we're going to patch that up. And they did that with the signings of Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, all of those really, really good signings for depth to patch up these positions and to help them just basically upgrade, but also bring guys in at prices that they would have had to pay to keep guys in Buffalo. And I really think that the Miami Dolphins are kind of, throwing all this money around at guys that, you know, you get to Ron Armstead. Yeah, that's a good signing. He's 33 years old and now offensive lineman, you know, it's not. But how long until you get that drop off? They signed Tyreek Hill to, I believe it's a four-year deal. But in reality, a lot of the money's in the first three years. And, you know, what happens? Tyreek's game is all around speed. What happens in a couple of years now? where I believe he's 28 years old, what happens when he's like 31 or maybe even 30 and that speed starts to go down a little bit? Obviously, that's a if, if he doesn't, which, you know, athletes nowadays, I don't just assume that they're going to fall off a cliff. Hell, Tom Brady is still playing in the NFL and he's playing at a high level. He's never been an athlete. His game is more mental, but there's still guys that are able to play even though they're a little bit older. So do I think that the Dolphins are taking the right approach? I think that they're really just loading up and they're trying to make a run, but I don't know if it's necessarily, they're in that rebuild stage. They're kind of, you know, just trying to get over the hump, but it's kind of tough when you're in a division with a team like the Bills and, you know, they're such a sound organization that you got to go and make these giant moves and pay these guys and make them the highest paid guys at their position to try and get past the Buffalo Bills. And I already see, you know, people like Ocho Cinco on Twitter saying that they're going to sweep the AFC East. All right, let, let, let's calm down here. All right. The big thing is no matter what you put on a team, it all comes back to who's under center. And Tua just has not proved it yet that he can be that guy. Do I think that can change this year? Yes, I think that I'm not going to sit here and call Tua Tungavailoa bum. I see a lot of people doing that, and Tua hasn't exactly proved it. I don't think he really can, but you can never say never, especially when you put that good of a receiving core around a guy like Tua with an offensive guy like Mike McDaniel, who's been able to get stuff out of guys like Jimmy G that I, I think that they could be a really decent team this year. I think they could be a 10-win team. And of course, I'm not going to go into specific numbers, but again, I call myself the Northeastern Nostradamus, and I truly feel like the AFC East is kind of a little bit easier to predict 
this year. Again, I got to see how the schedules fall before I put exact records down. But I'll tell you this. My official preseason predictions for the division are it's going to be Bills, Dolphins, Patriots, Jets. And I know the Jets have had a sneaky good offseason. The Patriots really have not done anything. They've brought back guys that, you know, are older and, you know, brought let guys go that I thought made their team worse. I believe that they only have a few, couple of wide receivers left on the roster. They're in a tough position this year. But I still think they're going to be better than the Jets. And I know it's like, wow, that's such a that's such a bold prediction, Jake. The Patriots are going to be better than the Jets. Watch out for the Jets, man. I think that their organization is slowly turning it around because of the faith they're putting in their general manager and Joe Douglas. And I think that they're a team in a couple of years to where they're not going to go out. And while they were in the sweepstakes for Tyreek Hill, they didn't really have another receiver for Zach Wilson that, you know, they can really pair with him. They had Jameson Crowder. Now he's a Buffalo Bill. Denzel Mims hasn't panned out the way that they thought he would. They don't. They brought back Braxton Berrios, but he's not like a guy. Bringing in Tyreek Hill would have made sense for their organization, but Tyreek Hill basically had two same exact offers sat down there, and he picked Miami because, of course, Miami, there's lower taxes and, you know, it's just a overall better area to go to than New Jersey. I'm sorry, people from Jersey, but you know it. You would move to Florida if you had the chance. And it's just, you know, I I don't see them being as dysfunctional as maybe the Dolphins might be in a few years where if they don't if they don't figure out that two is the guy, they're already going to be paying multiple guys highest paid guys at their position and there's rumors that they've already brought in Teron Matthew who we know he is trying to get paid as well and he wants top dollar safety money as he should get because he is a top dollar safety so there's definitely uh I I feel that the Dolphins are more set up for failure in the future if it doesn't work out than the Jets who are kind of steadily building up their thing and I think that they could be better than the Dolphins in a few years. I'm just saying that. I think that they could have consistency and could be a good team. Do I think that they're ever going to overthrow the Bills? No, I think that the Bills organization, just because they've been in it longer and it all comes down to the guy under seat, like under center, I think that the Bills are set up better. That's just my take on it. Of course, you being Buffalo Bills fans, you also probably agree with me because... You know, we have seen that this organization has been able to consistently get better every single year. And while there's some holes in places, and we will talk about that in the second half, because there is one position that I think is still in need. And apparently some check marks on Twitter do not agree with me, but we will talk about that. And I think that the Bills bringing in a guy like Von Miller, which let's talk about it. Obviously, we're going to end off this first half of the show talking about the guys that we have brought in. And I talked about guys like Tim Settle, Daquan Jones, Jordan Phillips, Shaq Lawson. Those are great depth pieces. I like that. But the Buffalo Bills bringing in Von Miller was something that was so under the radar for me because we were all kind of focused on Chandler Jones and then Chandler Jones goes and signs with the Raiders, which it's like, okay, yeah, that's a that's a good move 
For them, obviously, they're going to have Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. That's going to be a problem. And when you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes, you need pass rushers. Now you're in a division with uh, Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. You definitely need pass rushers. So I think that that was a good move for them to go. And then, out of nowhere, the Bills signed Von Miller. And the greatest thing about that was he wasn't on anybody's radar. And that was the point. And Brandon Bean brought it up. Because he said a lot of the time you hear the bills are involved with people and that's just being used as leverage when in reality the bills aren't actually in major conversations or interested in said player. And a lot of the times the bills are in on guys that you don't hear that they're in on. And Ian Rappaport backed that up when he was on the Pat McAfee show and he said that there was a mystery team and the bills are always quiet about who they are actually in on there they never want to completely show their hand and they like being a mystery because that prevents other teams you know possibly in the division to try to jump in and make sure that the bills don't get it and i like that approach von miller signing with the bills is something that i saw a lot of people listen to his his press conference and go man he's talking a lot about la is he going to regret coming to the bills and why would why would he you know really not want to stay in LA of course that's they were willing to bring him back he can sit next to Aaron Donald Leonard Floyd and basically get after some like be on one of the best pass rushing defensive lines and he chose to came to Buffalo come to Buffalo and that is speaking volumes to what the culture is bringing to like what the culture has been built to. And I think I said it two weeks ago, this culture that the Buffalo Bills are building is attracting players. And that was a report that we talked about a couple weeks ago where I said that Buffalo is becoming a attractive destination. There are some players that you're not expecting that are looking at Buffalo and saying, I want to play there because of Josh Allen and the culture and the way that it feels and that's no more evident than when you listen to Von Miller talk about it. he was like look it had to be something special to make me leave and go somewhere else and when he came here he knew he's always known about Buffalo Buffalo's wanted him for a couple of years they wanted him last year before he got sent to the Rams he's always known that it was a destination and then when he came here he knew and it basically reaffirmed everything that he was coming to a right situation. He was going to be able to be a mentor, but he was also going to be able to compete, be on a great team with teammates and a great family-oriented locker room. He was also going to be able to make a great amount of money. Obviously, people have seen it as a, it is a four-year deal for, or no, a six-year deal for $120 million which is absolutely insane because a lot of people are like, what are, what are we doing? That's too much money. If you, if you want like contract breakdown, go check out Greg at cover one. Greg Tom set uh, basically has a perfect breakdown of it and all the numbers. And they've talked about it. It's a great contract. And I can see why now in a couple of years, we're going to be like, man, I'm so glad we signed Von Miller because we might all be able to go buy some replica Lombardi trophies to put in our houses and our banners and everything like that it's going to be great but von miller to the bills just speaks numbers to what they have built in buffalo and another one is oj howard too 
OJ kind of knew what it was like here and talked about how, you know, coming here was like a family environment and it was something that was drawing in and the facilities are amazing and they're some of the best in the NFL. And it makes players go, wow, this is actually a place that I would love to come play football. And OJ Howard coming in, that's a great signing for the Bills because when you're talking about Dawson Knox, right, being one of the better tight ends in the league, having the, I think it was like the second most receiving touchdowns or maybe even the first, uh, don't quote me on that, is of all tight ends in the league, being able to have another tight end behind him, an OJ Howard, who has all the promise in the world. And if you go back and look at him in Alabama, and even when he was healthy coming back for the Buccaneers before then Gronk comes and then he gets injured and then has to sit. You look at what he's able to do. You're telling me a two tight end set with OJ Howard and Dawson Knox isn't going to completely open up the playbook for Josh Allen. It's going to absolutely open up the possibilities for this offense. So bringing in OJ Howard, this isn't like bringing in a Lee Smith or someone who's basically a blocker. No, this is a guy who's an athlete and he's going to absolutely add on to that room. And the last one that we have to talk about is Jamison Crowder. And this was not one that I was thinking was going to happen because Jamison Crowder, I believe spot track had his uh, average annual value was at about 12.3. And he signs to the bills on a one year, $4 million deal. I'm going to tell you why I think he did that, because we all know Jamison Crowder as a slot guy for the Washington Commanders now, and then he went to the Jets, and he's been there for the last three years, and he has amassed almost 2,000 yards there, and you know the situation with the Jets, and Jamison Crowder has seen firsthand what the Bills been building, and on a one-year deal, it was probably... Go back to the Jets where you're still in misery and slowly building. But the thing with Jamison Crowder is we got rid of Cole Beasley because we were paying him $6 million. That was going to be the cap hit, right? So then we bring in Jamison Crowder, who basically played the same role for the Jets. And he's able to come in and replace Cole Beasley's role at a much cheaper rate. And by the way, he is cheaper much cheaper and younger and you're getting a guy who's actually averaged more in different categories than cole beasley so you're getting a younger version of cole beasley who's savvy knows how to find those open spots on the field has a similar game he's younger has better statistics and you get him cheaper I think that that was a no-brainer, and I'm not surprised that the Buffalo Bills did that. And it was an overall great, you know, addition to the team because a lot of people, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna burst people's bubbles when I say this because, of course, a lot of people are like, "Hey, how are you just going to absolutely gloss over the fact that we now brought this guy in?" I thought, and right after the Jameson Crowder signing. I'm not sure if it was Nate Geary, but whoever does the nightcap on WGR. See, I'm just getting into WGR because I finally found how to listen to it down here in Florida. Uh, immediately said that they did not like the signing because what was the point of bringing back Isaiah McKenzie if you were going to go out and sign a guy like Jamison Crowder? And I'll tell you why. Because Isaiah McKenzie, in the eyes of fans, 
has earned a role that in reality he has not. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? He had a great game. Yeah, he had one great game when he got the opportunity. And that's great for a guy like that. But Isaiah McKenzie isn't getting any younger. He's been in the league for a while. People know what he is. Bill's Mafia, for some reason, thought that he was going to be a $10 million per year player that was going to absolutely tear it up. And if we let him go, it was going to be a giant mistake. I do not believe that. Isaiah McKenzie, he has basically played, he knows his role. And basically, the whole league sees him as basically a guy who's a backup who can come in. Yes, he has the speed element, but he's not one of those guys that automatically commands a starting spot. He's not. He has a soft spot in our hearts as Bills Mafia. I completely understand that. But a lot of people had him overhyped a little bit more than I think he's actually, you know, worth when it comes to his contract and value on the field. So a lot of people just assume when we re-sign McKenzie, oh, the slot, that's perfectly fine. We're just going to draft someone. He might go in the slot, and we're perfectly good. The Bills don't see it that way because with such a small sample size of Isaiah McKenzie, you cannot take that and go, yeah, he's going to be our starter. You can't. When you have the opportunity to sign a guy like Jamison Crowder, who – is one of the top guys in the league, especially in the slot. I know he's been on the Jets for the last three years and hasn't looked pretty, but he has produced when he's been with these quarterbacks. So I don't want people to automatically assume, oh, well, Isaiah McKenzie, he's not going to get the spot now. Why would they even bring him back? Because he's great depth. And you got to think about it. He's on a two-year deal. Crowder's on a one-year deal. Who knows what happens with that? But Crowder coming in just adds to the room, man. And I'm not saying that Crowder is going to be the automatic starter. I assume that he's going to be the automatic starter just because of pedigree in the league. But I definitely think that a lot of people were maybe not too happy with the Crowder signing because they're Isaiah McKenzie fans. And you can't let really liking one player absolutely cloud your judgment when it comes to talking about another player when he gets added to the team. But that's just kind of my two cents on the matter. But that has been the first half of the show. When we come back, I'm going to be talking about cornerbacks and how it's a need for the Buffalo Bills. More than some check marks on Twitter think it is. All that in the second half after this beautiful message from Adam Shine. In the NFL, after a crazy week of NFL offseason moves, our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook have the Buffalo Bills. As the current Super Bowl favorites for this upcoming season, followed closely by the Bucks, the Chiefs, the Packers, and the Rams. So, are the Buffalo Bills the Super Bowl favorites? Let's talk this out. Oh, yeah. The Buffalo Bills are unequivocally the best team in the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are winning the Super Bowl. And here's the deal when you look at the Bills. Yesterday, they signed Duke Johnson. Yesterday, they signed Jameson Crowder. These are good, solid moves. A legit backup running back. And I love this. Crowder replaces Cole Beasley. I mean, these guys help Josh Allen. Gabe Davis is ready to be the number two. I mean, this is incredible. Lost in the shuffle on the day they brought in Von Miller. OJ did it. They bring in OJ Howard, Dawson Knox, OJ Howard, the two tight end package. Devin Singletary really played well. Josh Allen is a superstar. Von Miller, when he had his introductory press conference, said, Yeah, 
I wanted to play with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is like Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes, where players are going to want to play with Josh Allen, who is an absolute megastar. And then there's this. This Bills defense is unbelievable. Bills defense, best in the league last year, going to be even better. Oh, I am so excited. Last year, those 13 seconds against Kansas City, you're a Bills fan, you'll never get over it until the Buffalo Bills win a championship. AFC is loaded, loaded. Great teams all throughout the conference. Nobody better than the Buffalo Bills. Welcome back, everybody, to the coolest place in Bills Mafia outside of Western New York. I am your host, Jake. I don't have to go through all the nicknames again. You know what's going on. Hopefully you enjoyed that beautiful message by Adam Shine. I love his show, and I love to listen to it every single time that it's on, and especially when he talks about the Bills. Man, is he super passionate about that, just like a lot of us are here in Bills Mafia. One quick thing to talk about is that I am now getting news that the Buffalo Bills restricted free agent Ryan Bates has got a offer from the he intends to sign an offer sheet from the Bears the Bills now have five days to respond or match that offer and if they do not Ryan Bates will not be on the team I will say this right now I haven't put a lot of you know stock out there especially with when I have been talking about what I thought the Buffalo Bills should have done when it came to the Ryan Bates situation thought they should have put the second round tender on him keep him because he was an integral part of the team last year when he was on it but the Buffalo Bills took a calculated risk in letting him go having the low tender on him and then having to match an offer to see if some desperate team out there was going to pay him too much then of course we were going to let him walk we don't have a ton of details on what the offer sheet brings if it's a one-year deal or not but definitely make sure to stay tuned for that ryan bates could be leaving and that could really open up what the buffalo bills need to do in the draft but speaking of the draft this tyreek hill news has definitely put a lot of scrutiny on especially the Buffalo Bills community and Bills Mafia as a whole. A lot of people have been talking about, well, now, what is the next step for the Bills? Because obviously you need to do something in response to this because the Miami Dolphins getting Tyreek Hill. We've seen what Tyreek Hill has been able to do against us. Look, the numbers are all there. Of course, I was having fun the other day and I tweeted and I said that, hey, you know, ooh, we need to be so scared of Tyreek. He has one touchdown against the Bills in his entire career. But of course, if you actually look at the numbers, dude has quite a few yards against us. He actually has almost as many yards receiving against the Bills as Tua Tungvaluwa does passing against the Buffalo Bills. So you can just look at that at what it is. But definitely, I also put out a post that said, hey, look, this signing has changed what the Buffalo Bills need to do in the draft. I said that it needed to it needed to change the draft philosophy and some people didn't agree with that uh definitely uh my guy dom didn't agree with that and look i i love having banter back and forth with him uh but definitely i saw a couple of check marks too were just like hey no this does not change the buffalo bills draft philosophy of course best player available at 25 i get all that when i said that it needs to change the draft philosophy i'm saying that buffalo bills no longer need a defensive end or a defensive tackle they don't really need that they've shored up those holes 
maybe they'll need some interior offensive linemen. Now, with this Ryan Bates news, and if they stay at 25, I could see them doing that. But when I say it changes their strategy in the draft and maybe even going forward in the later stages of free agency, is that it does need to change it. And I do believe that because Brandon Bean has come out and said that you first need to focus on winning your division. Now, I'm not saying that the Dolphins are sitting here threatening the Bills for the division title, but what I'm saying is the Dolphins are making it a lot harder to win the division. You cannot say that that is not a thing. Yes, you can point at, well, two is still their quarterback, so you don't got to worry about that. I've talked about that. I talked about it in the first half, what I think it's going to do for two and all that. But what I'm saying is they have Jalen Waddle. At this time, they still have Devontae Parker. And they also now have Tyreek Hill. And when you talk about the speed element of the game, the one thing that the Buffalo Bills have been lacking has been speed. And what is the one thing on the roster that when you look at the Buffalo Bills, you're like, man, that is a hole that is just being ready. It is waiting to be ripped open by them being exposed. And I understand the Bills are really good at taking mid-round draft picks and developing them and making them, you know, really solid guys in the system. But the problem is, is that you're not getting those dudes in there. You're not getting those really athletic corners. The Buffalo Bills have not drafted really athletic corners in those later rounds and that's just evident by looking at the stats at the players that are on the buffalo bills roster right now so when i said it needed to change the draft philosophy the buffalo bills need to get a bona fide corner in the draft and that is not a question but one of the things that was brought up is well jake what elite corner shut down they thought that i said the buffalo bills need to change their draft philosophy because we need to get a corner that shuts down Tyreek Hill. It was brought up, what corner shut down Tyreek Hill when the Bengals beat the Chiefs last year? None. Because guess what? You're right about that. There is not a corner that can shut down Tyreek Hill. That is just not possible. That is not a thing that exists. Nor is it a thing that you're going to be able to get in the draft. It changes the philosophy because now the Bills need to start looking at corners. I'm not saying that they need to trade up around one all the way up and get Sauce Gardner, even though I would love that. I'm not saying that they need to, if there's a better offensive lineman sitting in 25 than there is a cornerback, that they need to take the corner because, oh, that's the only thing that we got to do. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying is that the Bills need to look and go, wow, we actually need a corner. You can't wait till the later rounds and get a guy and think that you're going to get by anymore because they just made it a hell of a lot harder in your division to be able to win it. And if your philosophy is that you need to win your division and then focus on the playoffs, well, guess what? The Dolphins just made it a lot harder for you to win the division. So what do you need to do? Wow. We have seen in recent years that the Buffalo Bills secondary, especially corners, have been exposed because nobody is that athletic and fast enough to keep up with these guys. And to bring back the point of what athletic corner shut down Tyreek Hill in the playoffs, none. But I'll tell you who did, a average 4-3 corner in Eli Apple, who was able to keep up with Tyreek Hill just long enough for that Bengals pass rush to be able to get back there to Patrick Mahomes. I'll tell you right now, Eli Apple is not a great corner. 
he's not an elite corner, and we all know that, but he's fast. He's athletic. We don't have that. The Buffalo Bills secondary is slow, and that doesn't matter really for your safeties, but the big thing is our corners. They're not fast. The guys that we have below the depth chart and all throughout it right now are not athletes with great traits. They're just not. They're guys that are kind of there to fill out the roster and haven't really stepped up. And maybe the Buffalo Bills feel that these guys can still do it, but their athletic traits do not resonate with the fact that now in our division, we have to deal with Tyreek Hill twice a year. Okay. Well, that could really expose our secondary and show how non-athletic it has been, which is something that we've seen for the last couple of years, which is why guys like me and Bruce Exclusive and even Greg Tomset really think that cornerback two is a great thing that needs to be actually looked at and upgraded. And it just hasn't been addressed by the Buffalo Bills. So it does change the strategy of the draft going forward is that now we were kind of worried about, okay, we can win our division even with these slightly these lesser corners to be able to fill in the role we cannot do that as easy anymore with Tyreek Hill on the Dolphins we can't the Dolphins are an average team but they could cause us problems so going forward the Buffalo Bills strategy does need to change because if you can get a guy who can even keep up with Tyreek Hill for just a couple more seconds longer than the guys that we have on our roster then you're going to reap benefits from it. And you can't say that, oh, the Bills don't need to change their strategy because they do. And you know it. You know that the Bills need to get an athletic cornerback, somebody more athletic than what we have in there. It's not a question. Now that the Dolphins have made this move, the Bills need to respond because they need to make sure that they have the best chance possible to be able to lock down this division. And yes, they have confidence in their guys that they're going to be able to get it done. Our secondary and the way that it is coached and schemed is able to mask these holes in athleticism. But why mask these holes in athleticism when you can upgrade these positions and have guys that are athletic in the same scheme? It's not something that you just need to ignore because you don't think it's as big of a problem and think that the Bills need to trade like I'm not saying the Bills need to trade up and get Sauce Gardner I would love that I think that'd be a great thing and having a pairing of Trey White and Sauce Gardner would be amazing but I'm also not saying that the Bills need to draft corners over other guys at positions that they think are greater value say backup offensive linemen to be able to compete if there's a guy there who's got better traits and has a better value there than drafting a corner at that position you do it and I've brought that up but what I'm saying is you can't discount the fact that the Bills need to change their strategy and get a cornerback it's plain and simple there's no corner that can keep up with Tyreek Hill but if you can have a corner that can keep up with Tyreek Hill for just a couple seconds more and give your defensive line a better opportunity then you have to do it you just have to. It's a need. You need it because you're going to make it a whole lot harder for yourself if you don't. But that's just my two cents on it. Make sure to let me know how you feel about that. That's been this week's show. And it's been crazy because, you know, in two weeks, there's a whole lot more stuff that I could have talked about. I actually thought about doing a two episode week this week because there's just so much stuff that I could have talked about. But I decided to just kind of 
take on the bigger things, especially for the first episode now here on Buffalo Fanbase and the Buffalo Fanbase Podcast Network. Definitely something. So I thought I'd hit on all the big ones, all the big stories throughout the week and some of the stuff from last week and what I think is better going forward. But if you have any thoughts on that, make sure to let me know at Jake the Bills fan on Twitter. You can always find me there and you can always get at me, have a healthy conversation. I'm always down for it. I want to talk to you guys. I want to know what you think about this. So you can definitely find me there. Of course, follow the fan base on Facebook, on YouTube now, the podcast platform. You can find them everywhere. So I would definitely go check all that stuff out. And again, at Jake the Bills fan on Twitter, find me there. I've been Jake, aka the Northeastern Nostromus, aka the Michael Jordan of Young Bills podcasters, but most importantly, your host of the Lowdown on the Buffalo Fan Base Podcast Network, the official podcast platform of Bills Mafia. I will see all of you guys next week.